The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk in partnership with TheChairShot.com presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network and in association with NDPW.com. Turnbuckle Talk is sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com where you get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST. Turnbuckle Talk is also partnered with Phoenix at FNXFit.com where you get 15% off all your health supplements simply by using promo code TBTALKPOD. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TV Talk Pod. Listen on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you catch your favorite programs. And now, pro wrestling fanatics, are you ready? Here are your hosts, Muddy Joe Morin and Carl Carafel. I am Carl Carafel, alongside my broadcast colleague, Mighty Joe Morin, and this is Turnbuckle Talk, episode 201. Mighty Joe, it's amazing to be back here again, giving all of our viewers another broadcast of Turnbuckle Talk. 201 episodes, man, alive. This is this is crazy. Yeah, man, it, it's been a really busy, since last time we sat down here to do episode 200, it's been a very busy week for myself. Uh, I can definitely say, you know, watching two full nights of Wrestle Kingdom followed by New Year's Dash after that, you know, doing uh, Destino with uh, with Michael Jargo and uh, A-Track Brown, A-Track Black, you know, doing the Sunday brunch, doing, uh, then doing this again, you know, and then doing <laughs> Turnbuckle Rewind on top of it. It's been a very, very yeah. busy, but, uh, you, dude, I wouldn't have it any other way. Because uh, I love talking about wrestling, and uh, that's uh, we're going to do some more of that here today uh, to kind of uh, kick things off here. This one it was, <laughs> I don't know about you when you first heard about this, but when I saw this, um, it was a real head-scratcher for me. I, I will pull up the picture here. We were talking about the, the most recent hire for WWE. Uh, her name is Christine Lebrano, and her official title with the company is Senior Vice President of Creative Writing Operations. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to look into uh, her at all here, Carl, but uh, this one has me just uh, bamboozled, for lack of a better term. (laughs) I have not taken a look at who this person actually is, background or anything like that. Um, Tell me, what's her background? (laughs) Has she done writing before? Um, She is a film producer and uh, hasn't done very much in that role. So okay. they've decided to bring her in as head of creative writing for a wrestling promotion. Um, I don't understand this move here, Carl. Um, other than it being, if something bad happens, we just got somebody else who we can throw under the bus. Well, it's it's either that <laughs> or what we're looking at is um, maybe WWE is looking at taking things into a more cinematic type of fashion. And if that's the case, who better to have than a producer? Yeah, and somebody who has worked in that type of an environment before. So if that's the direction the WWE is deciding to take, then this is a probably a good move. If this is not the decision that the WWE or direction that they're going, then the decision is probably a little faulty. <laughs> well, you had mentioned uh, I, while you're uh, talking a little bit here, I, I just did a quick Google search on her, and you'll see uh, her title is film producer. And um, she has been involved in such movies as 2007's Indie Sex. Never heard of it. 2006 Darkon. Um, in 2008, she did a movie called Goth Cruise. Uh, and also in 2008, Heavy Load. Um, these aren't pornos. These are independent films. <laughs> but, I mean, they sound like they are. Right? And, uh, I mean, wow. Um, I... It's such a, even for WWE, this is a, a strange move. And just what has me literally pulling my hair out. I know eventually I'm going to go bald because it's hereditary in my family, but uh, this might cause that to happen before then. Um, she has zero experience of professional wrestling. Dude, there are so many 
talented people out in just the populace that can write for mm-hmm. professional wrestling. Yeah, we bring in somebody with no experience whatsoever. Uh, this is, um, oh boy. And I don't want to just kind of crap all over her because I'm sure maybe, you know, she has some potential to do uh, uh, film writing and screenwriting. But professional wrestling, this is a completely different uh, beast that we're dealing with here. And I mean, nothing against her. It looks like a stiff breeze would knock her. I mean, Vince is going to, I mean, just uh, have a heyday with her. Because, um, I mean, he's just going to override everything that she's going to put across the table. Yeah, definitely that's going to happen, right? <laughs> Man, like, I Anything that she brings, Vince is just going to kibosh it. Yeah, we, we can already see it happening. Um, it's happened many, many times in the past before. So it's not as though this is something that's foreign mm-hmm. with uh, Vince deciding to just kind of kibosh things. But I can see it happening. Yeah, it's just it's, it's troublesome, especially right now, you know, giving that that's one of the real weak points um, in their product to, to go in this direction. And just it's... You know, I, I hate to start off in a negative note. I really, really do. But I mean, just said uh, things are going to get worse before they get better, and uh, this is not going to help um, in the good direction, unfortunately. And um, yeah, it, it's. I it, mean, again, it's something that we're just going to have to kind of sit back, wait, and see. Right. Yeah. That's that's about the best that we can really do is just uh, wait and see what happens. I mean, who knows? Uh, maybe maybe she's been a lifelong professional wrestling fan and figures that she knows a little something yeah. and uh, from there is able to go and uh, write some really good stuff. Uh, because, maybe. I mean, that's that's technically what we've been asking for. What we've been looking for is better writing coming from the WWE. Yeah. So maybe we'll have to just give her a shot, give it maybe two months, three months, and see. See what happens. <laughs> I'll be the first to give her praise if she, if she uh, hits it out of the park. But I mean, now when when did she get hired? Uh, this would have been w- within our last recording. Okay, okay. Yeah. So she hasn't had any time to. So nothing from the past, let's say, month has yeah. been anything from her. No. Okay. No. no okay. Not to the best of my own knowledge, uh, that, that's uh, that's the case. So, yeah. We'll wait and see. Maybe she knocks it out of the park. But I mean, uh, my expectations are are very low, and uh, I I hope to prove. Uh, I hope she proves me wrong. That's all I'll say. I, I hope so, too, to be honest. I mean, yep. this uh, this is something that we've been looking for as uh, professional wrestling fans, right? Yeah. So let's uh, let's make sure that we can do that. So, Yeah, uh, Javier asking uh, what her name is again. Uh, we were talking, let me bring up again. We were talking Christine Lebrano is her name, uh, Javier. And you, you can search up on Google. And I, like I said, her, her, uh, her history is um, there's not much there. And... It's 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 a really curious hire. Like I said, I, I'm willing to give anybody a chance, and uh, you know they they need some some new blood in that writing desk. But I mean, with with Vince McMahon having the final say, it, it's hard to it's it's a hard sell. And uh, yeah, <laughs> but again, we'll just have to wait and kind of see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's about it. Something else also in WWE here, Carl, that has been okay, very very polarizing um, out there. And we were talking. Roman Reigns and his opponent coming up at Royal Rumble here. This has um, been one of the main topics of conversation on the World Wide Webs, the interwebs, the internet wrestling <laughs> community, uh, if you will. Uh, yep. Adam Pierce, a, uh, a WWE referee, getting a universal title shot against Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. Um, there's a couple of different ways to approach this here, Carl. Wait, hold on a second. Yep. He is a WWE Official. He's official. not a referee. Oh, yeah, an official. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I just okay. want that everybody's Good clear catch. on that. Good catch. Adam Pierce is not a referee. Adam Pierce right. is like a backstage personality. Yeah. Yes. Thanks. Thanks for correcting me. Okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, there's a couple of different ways to approach this. You know, right now, just when it comes to because right now we should be really kind of attracting new people to the product or just making an attempt to. Uh, this is not going to help facilitate because the the average casual fan or the new fans are going to be like, who is this dude, right? Who's the suit going up against Roman Reigns? Now, for people that are in our internet wrestling bubble, you know, are, are more than likely, you know, at least aware of him, you know, he's um, in the NWA and, uh, you know, is, is a, is a talented wrestler. He's, you know, he's, he's somebody of uh, some notoriety. He's not a big megastar or anything like that, but uh, you know, most people in our bubble will know who he is. But this is still a very curious move here, Carl. And um, at a major show, it just it, it's 
it's odd. You know, I, I find it a really odd move. I, as somebody who is in our bubble, I mean, I, I know who he is, and it, it's cool to see somebody getting a bit of a limelight, but still strange. Still a strange move, in my personal opinion. I don't agree. Okay. Um, why not Adam Pierce right now? Yeah. You talk about those that are inside of our bubble. Yep. That uh, the ones that 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 watch and enjoy the independent scene and yep. and stuff that isn't WWE, right? Okay. Who are the ones that have left watching the WWE? Well, it's us. Yeah. And that's a majority of the people mm-hmm. that enjoy the professional wrestling. So, does Goldberg really strike your fancy as a name that to to draw you back in, or does Adam Pierce? draw you as a name well like that's how i'm looking at it right now i'm going adam pierce is is, for me a bigger name than goldberg knowing what adam pierce has done seeing the things that he's done adam pierce was never hugely mainstream no but i know who he is yeah and i would rather see adam pierce in a matchup than goldberg yeah i mean uh, i'll I'll be the first to uh you know to, to say though but i mean Realistically, I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Goldberg's star is shone much, much brighter than Mr. Adam Pierce. Nothing against Adam Pierce, but I, I mean, uh, you know, and, and like I said, you know, to, to put ourselves in, in the, the shoes of a of a casual fan or somebody looking at this for the first time, they are not going to know who this guy is. And for a, a big show, it was supposed to be one of the big show, four shows for the year. Um, like I said, I, I think it's a bit of a strange move. I'm not saying that I necessarily hate the idea. I just think that it, it's it just it's not gonna it's not gonna attract any new people let's just put it that way it's not going to but right now are they really trying to they I mean, should that... be they should be though because the the uh, the ratings and everything are at all time low definitely they are you're right but why not try to win back those people that have left that you already know no. are fans of professional wrestling yeah is this going to do that, though? As opposed to trying to go outside of that and try to reel in new people that might ne- not necessarily be a fan of professional wrestling mm-hmm. or that casual fan, as you've put out there. I think that this is, uh, th- th- there's nothing wrong with this. Nothing yeah. wrong with this at all. Y- you talk about the internet wrestling community and them going bananas o- over all of this, okay? So. What gets me, and I'm going to bring this up because I have to. What yep. gets me is everybody lost their shit oh, yeah. in a good way when Sting arrived at AEW. Mm-hmm. And we know that Sting will be wrestling and Sting will be working. So now Adam Pierce is announced well, for one matchup yeah. and everybody is gone ballistic in yeah. a bad way saying, how can they do this? This isn't right. This is garbage. <laughs> but yet you just praised when it happened over somewhere else. And now you're crapping all over it when the WWE does it. Maybe it's you that's the problem. Well, and you need to rethink how you're visualizing and seeing things. Are you stuck in a mentality right now of just WWE is shit? So everything they do is going to be absolute crap to me? I think a lot of people are in that mindset and they need to change it. To be fair, and like I said, I, I am not somebody who hates Adam Pierce. I mean, I, I appreciate the talent, but I mean, even comparing him to Sting, I mean, that that's like comparing Red Lobster to Burger King. They're two older guys right? that are working in the business. Yeah. They've both worked in the business. Yeah. One but had Sting. limelight Sting. because they were on a... No, not big. <laughs> if I were to put the two of them together for work that they've done, they would be equaled out to the really? same. The only difference is Adam Pierce didn't have a large network television deal yep. to shine, yep. whereas Sting did. That's the only difference. Yep, and I agree with you on that part. And But that, that again, that's uh, having that name recognition is a big deal. Everybody knows who Sting is. If I if I were to to go to, to, to most you know occasional wrestling fans and say Adam Pierce, they'd be like, don't know who that is. You're right, but I don't give a crap about these casual <laughs> wrestling fans. Because they're not, they're the casual fans. There's the ones that will possibly tune in for a pay-per-view at a bar or at a restaurant or over at a buddy's place because buddy's like, hey, I got pizza, wings, and beer. Come on over, and Mm. it's on. That's what the casual fan is. Who 
cares about the casual fans right now. Well, I don't. I personally don't. Because they're not the ones that are sustaining the professional wrestling business. Him. Us. We are. Hey. We're the ones that are sustaining it by buying the networks, getting the pay-per-views, watching them, talking about them as we're doing today, arguing about them as sometimes <laughs> we do. Um, those are the people, the ones that have distanced themselves a little bit from the WWE and are now watching more independent and other companies because there's professional wrestling and a lot less entertainment. Yeah. But they're the ones that you need to draw back in. Right. Not these casual people. So I have a confession to, to make here because uh, I, I didn't really reveal this right off the top and maybe I should have. When this kind of came up, and in full transparency here, Carl, and I mean, I'm somebody who kind of prides themselves on, you know, knowing a lot of people. When I first heard about him, I'm going to be brutally honest, this is the first time I've heard of Adam Pierce. Really? Literally the first time. Okay. That is kind of influencing my my uh, my opinion a little bit. And like I said, looking into him, I was kind of surprised. You know, he's, uh, you know, he's done some cool stuff. But, I mean, is it going to result in, and not necessarily just the casual fans, is it going to result in the ratings increasing and more, more buys of the network because of him? That, that, that's going to be tough. I, ho- I hope he proves me wrong. But, I mean, he's not going to be the save-all, end-all. No, right, he's so. not. You're right. He definitely is not. But. I'll be curious to see how it turns out. I mean, I, 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 wanted to, I wanted to do well. I have nothing against the guy. Just the name just doesn't have that recognition value that I, th- I think that they need to draw in. But it's already working. We're talking about it. We are, yeah. And I've, I, yeah. I know of other people who, who have watched the WWE product that are going, yeah. uh, just like you, I'm not sure who this guy is, but yeah. I'm tuning in because I want to see it. Yeah. I want to see this guy. It's working. Yeah. Now, or even those, and I mean, I don't want to call them casual fans because they watch like just the WWE product, mm-hmm. right? That's all that they watch. They don't watch, you know, AEW. They don't watch New Japan, Ring of Honor. They don't see that stuff. They see just WWE. And even them are saying, well, I'm not 100% sure who Adam Pierce is, but I'm interested in this <laughs> and I want to see it. So, yeah. yeah. And now the only other catch that I could kind of think of, you know, when we talk into the actual match now, this is where it gets tricky here, Carl. Uh, do you give this guy a chance w- with him? What has me concerned is if you do with this persona, you know, they've done very well in in building up uh, Roman Reigns as, as a bad guy, the head of the table, the the, the big cheese, the, the, the big kahuna, whatever you want to kind of call him. Dude, if, if Adam Pierce gets even a little bit of offense against him, I think that that compromises what they've done with Roman. I mean, it, this has got to be a squash match. No, Why? I don't understand why everybody will always say the top person in the company, yeah. they go up against somebody who isn't maybe, you know, the uh, one of the better in the company, that it's got to be a squash match. Screw that. Yeah. Screw that. It'll be interesting. It'll be... Uh, 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 why not let two guys go out there and showcase the talent that they have yeah. and what they can do, as opposed to it's got to be a squash match. Well, you're asking for professional wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. So let them go out there and, and give you professional wrestling instead of it's got to be a squash match. See, that that to yeah. me just irks me. Like, nothing <laughs> has to be a squash match. It doesn't have to yeah. be. We shall see. We shall see. I'll be, uh, I'll be intrigued. Will. I will be intrigued. And uh, we'll see uh, how it kind of goes. All right, man. So let us move on away from some WWE stuff here. And let's talk yeah, about... Yeah, because uh, that's getting us heated. It's <laughs> <to> something <laughs> we've been meaning to talk a, a little bit about here. Um, because... You know, going back two years now to 2019, this company was my favorite wrestling promotion. And uh, unfortunately, you know, 2020 has been an extremely rough year for Ring of Honor. And they didn't do very much. Now, they, they are back. Uh, you know, they, they did do uh, Final Battle, which is, it was a pretty good show. And, you know, back to doing some weekly television, they did a Best of 2020, uh, which, you know, they can do a ton there. But uh, what's really interesting with the Ring of Honor product right now, it is being done with no fans in attendance. Yes. And 
what's interesting here, Carl, is that the product is so much different now because what, what, what they've really moved to, towards is that there's a lot of talking inside of that ring, a lot of talking. And this is something that they almost seem to be kind of focusing on. You know, even with guys like PCO and uh, Mark Briscoe, these guys are very, very vocal on that ring, uh, Jay uh, Lethal and uh, Gresham and those guys. Um, yep. It's interesting. And um, it, it seems to be working for them. You know, we've compared this, you know, even myself and Michael Jargo and Destino mentioned this, that, uh, you know, the New Japan America deal with uh, no fans is not working. Like it just it falls completely flat. Yeah. But with this, I, I think this is part of the reason why the, the Ring of Honor product is actually quite interesting right now is uh, it has a very similar feel to it, but different at the same time, just due to that yes. uh, very vocal uh, activity in the ring. Have you had a chance to watch any recent Ring of Honor? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Would you agree that, that, that you've kind of picked up on that? Definitely, I have. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird because I know that there's nobody in the crowd. Mm-hmm. But when they're interacting with each other and talking inside that ring, yep. it sounds like there's a f- packed house. Like, it's 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 weird how, how that... How, I don't know. I, I, it's just really weird how how that's that feels. Like, it, it just feels more full. Right. As opposed mm-hmm. to just kind of inside the ring and then you're not hearing anything at all, yeah. which really, I mean, is weird. I mean, all the companies were doing that in the very beginning. A uh, few of the companies, AEW has, you know, uh, fans that are allowed to be in attendance. WWE is doing their uh, um, Thunderdome. Right. Still, yeah. Which and then they're piping in sound and stuff, which is which is cool. It helps. It helps. Uh, but Ring of Honor really hasn't done that or had anybody in the no. crowd, but they're just using themselves. Yeah. And it just, it sounds good. And commentary-wise, you know, we still got Ian Riccoboni, which is, he's one of the best in the biz right now. And I can't think of who he has with me. Obviously, it's not Colt because Colt's over in AEW now. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, Ian has always done a fantastic job on commentary. And that's been another gripe um, as well with uh, with New Japan America. You know, one half of their team there, uh, I believe his last name is Kozlov. I mentioned you know, he's ice cold on commentary. Like it's just it's it, it's just very flat, and he doesn't accentuate yeah. anything what's going on, you know. And then we look uh, to bring you over to our other show here, Turnbuckle Talk, Turnbuckle Rewind, which we'll talk a little bit about. You take somebody like Don West, who is very very animated in a match. Like it's such a jarring thing when you go from that, and then you watch a New Japan America match, and it's like commentary is being done like this. It, it, it's. Um, there, there almost needs to be a school for this stuff here, Carl. The commentary school. <laughs> there definitely should be, and um, I'm going to give a cheap plug here. But you know, yeah. you know who does? You know who has that? Who's that? The Al Snow Wrestling Academy. Mm, yes. The only accredited school in America, Al Snow Wrestling Academy, will teach you absolutely everything in and out with the professional wrestling business. Yep, in uh, OVW, and it won't be the last time that they're mentioned in this uh, show, by the way. But, um, but yeah, Ring of Honor, uh, if you haven't had a chance to check out their product, uh, do yourself a favor and, and go check it out. Uh, you know, Even in Canada here, you can find it in syndication, uh, and you can uh, even record and watch it later, which is kind of like how I consume the, their product. And there's still a lot of uh, uh, free content on YouTube to watch as well. Like I oh, mentioned yeah. on previous uh, episodes, that they have uh, released a lot of their content for free and some really, really good stuff there. So oh, make yes. sure and go and check that out. All right, so another uh, thing that has the uh, the world a buzzing when it comes to the um, to wrestling, and uh, one individual in particular, and this is coming from from New Japan here, Carl. Um, after his night two match, we we're talking Mr. Jay White. Um, he not only wants to leave New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, he is saying that he is just done with wrestling, period. Um, this is very interesting. And I, to keep in mind here, we are talking about one of the best right now in the business when it comes to talking and shooting promos and, uh, and doing this kind of stuff here. He's working us, isn't he? He's got to be he's, working he's, us. He's, he definitely, he's got to be. <laughs> I mean, right now, uh, Jay White, Switchblade, Jay White is still the leader of the Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. And is is this, like, we haven't heard anything about, you know, there being uh, even talks of a new leader coming in nope. for the Bullet Club or anything like that. Um, so it, it strikes me kind of odd. 
It definitely does. And I think that this is, is honestly just a, a big work that he's doing. He's playing us, uh, definitely. And I think that what we might actually see, um, I mean, he's over in Japan, right? He's doing everything over yep. there. I think to add a little bit of star power to New Japan US, yeah. I think we might be seeing him show up there. Not going anywhere else. Not going with Impact, ROH, AEW, nowhere. Nowhere else. But sticking with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. But coming back to America and doing it on the American soil with the New Japan Pro America company. I think that's what we're going to see. I would agree. That's what I'd like to see as well. Uh, of course, the, the leading train of thought out there immediately goes to, oh, he's going to NXT. Now... There are certain scenarios where I, where I, I think that that would be good. I think that <clears throat> if they were still just on the network and were to tied into the USA network, where you know clearly Vince has more of a say on things and there's more um, going in that kind of a direction, I, I just I don't like him coming over to WWE right now because I mean he's at the top of his game right now when it comes to promo work, and we know that behind the scenes in the WWE that they don't let guys kind of just go out there on their own, which is what Jay White excels at. So you're, you're asking a, a guy who is really good at doing something to go somewhere else to do it in an entirely different way, and he's not going to dig that. He's not going to dig that uh, unless he goes for the money, which I mean can be a very very strong pull there, but uh, yeah. But I mean, just I, I, I think he. You either stay where you are, or I like your angle of coming over to New Japan, uh, America, to really add some, some, some gusto, some energy, some panache, some like whatever like, adjectives you can think of to yeah. add to to this brand because they they need it over there, and he is a fantastic fit. And I think that this is where you have the uh, Bullet Club come to America. Mm-hmm. This is where you have it, right? Yep. I mean, you've got guy. I, I know that Chase Owens has made his way back to America. Yep. Right. Chase Owens is is the crown jewel of the Bullet Club. So it, it's just that's why I'm kind of thinking this way, right? Because yep. then we'll have you know Switchblade come over, and then Chase is already here in in the U. Well, not here. We're in Canada, mm -hmm. uh, but Chase is in the United States, right? So you've already now got two members of the Bullet Club in the United States who can recruit a couple more people yeah. and get a four or five person faction going of the bullet club mm -hmm. in That'd the be United States. That'd and be you have the bullet club in new Japan. And this, right? and this would also facilitate working even more between new Japan and AEW because then some really interesting dream matchups can, uh, can happen here as well, which I've been kind of hinting at. And a big one that I, I literally just thought off the top of my head that I think would be absolutely fantastic would be Mr. Jay White versus the current TNT television champion, Mr. Darby Allen. That would be an awesome matchup that I'd like to see. So you yes. could do a lot of cool stuff with, like this. And I think uh, this New Japan America, not so much the New Japan Japan uh, branch of New Japan to do this crossing over, but with uh, doing it through the New Japan America, I think we could really help things there because then you could yeah. go the other way around and bring some AEW people into there as well, which would be really cool as well. And uh, yep. t t it, it, helped, <laughs> it would really help them out. Yeah, I definitely, I, I agree with that. All right, man. So uh, going from that to some more New Japan stuff. Now, I don't want to go into like a ton of detail, but, you know, because we did an entire review over on uh, Destino this week. But uh, I do want to hint at, uh, you know, just to, to go through the, the winners and then to, to kind of hit a few highlights here on what happened with, uh, with New Wrestle Kingdom 15 here. Go ahead, Carl. Sure. I'm, I'm going to let you take this one because I have actually not seen it as oh, of yet. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I've, I've been pretty busy with oh, work, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, still with uh, with lockdowns and stuff happening. Yeah, so I'm a little busier. I uh, haven't had the opportunity to, but definitely go ahead and take this away and uh, give everybody your perspective, uh, Cliff noted perspective on, yes. uh, on this event. Yeah, so here um, in night one. All right, so we had uh, what they were calling the 20-man... Not the New Japan Rumble. They called it the 21-man the New Japan Rambo. I don't know why they call it the Rambo. But, um, yeah, it, it essentially came down to we had your boy Chase Owens, Bad Luck Folly, Bushi, um, near, the, near the end here. And then Yana was the last one to kind of come out. And 
it was the the top four were going to advance to this uh, King of Pro Wrestling thing for for night two, and um, Yano was able to sneak in there without even having to get into the ring. Uh, just, I mean, classic Yano. Um, you betcha that, uh, I mean, uh, Michael Jargo's head exploded when that happened. But uh, uh, a weird, fun, kind of strange way to kind of kick off night one. And then we had a really cool match. Uh, some people were down on this, which uh, I thought was kind of surprising. I really enjoyed this match. We had uh, for the uh, the winner of this was going to challenge... Uh, for the uh, the Junior Heavyweight Championship, it was uh, Hiromu Takahashi, the winner of the Best of Super Juniors, versus the winner of the Super J Cup, El Fantasmo, fellow Canadian. Uh, some really cool stuff here. I mean, it was pretty much a given that uh, Hiromu was going to win this match. I mean, Fantasmo looked absolutely fantastic, even in a loss. He got a, he, he did a really good job on there, and his um, future looks quite bright. And then we had. The uh, Gorillas of Destiny, which of course is Tomatonga and Tongaloa, versus the Dangerous Techers for the IW Tag Team Championship. And they won. And this was really cool because it was actually their first time winning the um, the tag team tournament, but also winning uh, in uh, the Tokyo Dome as a tag team. So it was pretty cool to see that happen for those guys. Uh, and then we had uh, Kenta defeating uh, um, Satoshi Kojima for uh, the uh, the right to challenge for that United States Championship uh, being currently held by, um, of course, Mr. John Moxley. It was really interesting here is that Kojima gave um, Kenta a run for his money here. Uh, for a guy who's 50 years old, uh, he held his own in there. And uh, that's actually um, one to kind of put a star beside and check out because uh, it was actually really well done. Um from there, we went to, and we start getting into some kind of the good stuff here, uh, Carl. We uh, had Hiroshi Tanahashi for, versus the Great Okan. Um, it, was, uh, it was interesting. Uh, they need to start uh, doing a little bit more with this, uh, giving Tanahashi some wins, because he's been in absolutely school lately, but he did get a win over uh, Great Okan here. And, um, yeah. So, from that, we went to, this was... A pretty crazy match here, Carl. This went uh, almost 36 minutes. We're talking Kazuchika Okada versus Will Ospreay. No titles or anything on the line. But, I mean, oh, my God here, Carl. Um, you know the uh, the thing from, uh, what is it, uh, Botchamania, when they do that I am the table thing? I am yep, the yep, Japanese yep. table. Those... They they did a table spot there. Oh my goodness, really? uh, that was uh, that was pr- pretty crazy, man. Those Japanese tables are stiff as hell, and uh, <laughs> they made use of them for, for sure. And then and small, yeah, they're very very small. Yeah, and then we had uh, the big one here, Carl. We had Kotobushi defeating Tetsuya Naito for not only the IWGP Heavyweight Championship but for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, and then following that. Jay White came out to uh, to say, you know what, now we're on for night two. But, I mean, what, what the really cool thing with this match here, Carl, is when uh, they lost, when Tetsuya Naito lost, he actually picked up the belts and handed them to Bushi and was like, okay, you know what, now it's your time. This is your Destino. Boom. Like That was a really cool special moment. Uh, uh, if you go and check out Destino, um, they actually had uh, – Mr. Track Brown, uh, literally in tears. So uh, <laughs> it wow. was uh, it was a pretty emotional moment, and that was a pretty cool thing. So that was night one. Then we move on to night two. We had, unfortunately, they, they had two uh, matches, two starter matches that they, that were dark matches that uh, that um, unfortunately didn't get aired. So it was kind of a bummer not to not see those. But yeah. uh, that'll kind of all get broken down on a future episode of Destino. So I'll, I'll uh, let uh, Michael Jurgle handle those because honestly, the names I don't stand a chance saying them. So I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> Um, so we kicked off with, of course, uh, Toru Yanu uh, versus Chase Owens, Balak Fali, and Bushi for the uh, King of Pro Wrestling 2021 trophy. And you can take a wild guess that um, Toru Yanu uh, remains the King of Pro Wrestling 2021 and has completely buried and has completely made a mockery of that uh, situation there. And we'll see going forward uh, what happens to that. I think uh, Mr. Uh, Minoru Suzuki needs to get his hands on that uh, on that dude and uh, teach him a lesson. Uh, uh, from there, we go to uh, El Desperado and Kanemaru uh, defeating uh, Mr. Ryusuke Taguchi and Master Wato. Um, this was a, a strange match here, Carl, because um, Wato really kind of showing his inexperience uh, in this match. Uh, the, the, the kid's got some good work in that ring, but he's very um, 
unusual around the edges. Um, you know, when it comes into, you know, saving pin interruptions and stuff like that, he was kind of off in weird kind of directions. You, it's hard okay. to explain. You have to kind of go and watch the match. Uh, some very odd stuff there. The, 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 he clearly has some, uh, some talent, some ability, but uh, needs some more work, and we need to change that gimmick. Uh, that just uh, does absolutely nothing for anybody at this point. Um, from there, we went to... Wow. Uh, we had Shingo Tagagi versus uh, Jeff Cobb for the uh, Never Open Weight Championship. And uh, this went just over 20 minutes. And uh, this matchup is just probably what you're imagining. Uh, just two hosses just going out of here, Carl. This was quite something to see. Um, anything I say would kind of uh, not do it justice. This is another one that you just need to go and check out. Uh, then we had an interesting one here, Carl. Uh, this was actually, well, first of all, I'll... I'll uh, Tell you the match and the result, and I'll get to something here. Uh, we had uh, Sonata defeating uh, Evil with uh, Dick uh, Dick Togo or Dick Togo, however you want to kind of pronounce that at ringside. Uh, so you know the um, Sonata getting the win over Evil there. But uh, the the weird stuff in this match here, Carl, was uh, Evil throwing Sonata into the uh, the guardrail, not once but twice, and then taking out the the timekeeper. Uh, this was. I imagine not necessarily meant to be a comedy spot, but I was literally on the floor laughing when this happened because, you know, it happened the first time and literally like the table like went over on him and he, like he's like pinned on the table and then they get him sit back up again. And then not like two minutes later, we do the same spot again. And the same result happens. And I am just like pissing myself laughing. It's the match. Itself, the match itself was great. But I mean, that spot was like, it just, it was highly entertaining. I don't know if it was supposed to go that way, but just like, it just, it had me rolling and it, it definitely uh, a moment that you just need to go to and check out and hopefully people appreciate it like I did because it was highly entertaining. And then we had the, um, the co-main event for night two for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, Hiromu Takahashi versus Ishimori. Um, wow. This was absolutely fantastic, Carl. And uh, Ishimori has really, really stepped up his game uh, coming out of uh, lockdown here over in Japan. And he is somebody that you need to keep your eye on and somebody who's gone very unappreciated, not only in wrestling and Japanese wrestling and in the Bullet Club. Uh, he's been always overlooked, and he's absolutely fantastic and held his own with uh, Hiromu. But uh, Hiromu getting the win, and he is the new IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. And then... The, the main event for the whole show here, we had Kota Bushi defeating Jay White and going just shy of an hour in this match here, Carl, just over 48 minutes. And I have never seen somebody take a knee so hard as Jay White from Kota Bushi. I mean, that Kamigoye, man, he almost put his head through, through, put that knee through his head on several occasions. That was absolutely fantastic. Uh, this whole show, uh, was it perfect? Nope. There's definitely some, some strange stuff. But, uh, I mean, overall, just two fantastic, very long days of professional wrestling. But uh, definitely uh, worthwhile to uh, to go check out if you haven't already. Lots to cover in that one. <laughs> it took me a little while. So hopefully you get a chance uh, to watch that. Uh, even if you uh, just watch it in segments, it's, uh, it's uh, definitely well worth uh, the watch. All right. So uh, I guess from that, uh, Carl, we can uh, move on to our... Um, our match of the week segment. Let me uh, pull up our thing here. Here we go. <clears throat> All right. So match of the week segment. Now, do you want to go first this week or do you want me to go first? It feels like it's been uh, a while since we've done this, but we just did it last week. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, mine will be super quick. Okay. Uh, match of the week um, from this past week. Drew McIntyre versus Keith Lee. Mm. Uh, seriously, interesting. I know that you 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 don't really watch a whole lot of WWE stuff, but watch this. Just just go and watch it, and then yeah. tell me what you think. I'll have to um, bookmark it. Yeah, fantastic. I am super mm. impressed with what both guys have done uh, within that matchup, and it's so nice to see them allowing both guys to really go out there and work, as we've talked before. So, Drew McIntyre versus Keith Lee. Go and watch it. Very cool. Any chance he wins the the Rumble this year, Carl? He's got to be a front Keith runner. Eh? He's got to be a front um, runner, I would imagine. Eh? Possibly. Um, I'd like to see it. I, I think I would too. I mean, I, yeah. I I think it's. I don't know. It's really tough. It's really tough. Um, 
I'm thinking they 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 might be doing like a whole Daniel Bryan thing. Mm. Um, yeah, I could see or that. to be honest, I mean, it, it would seem to some like just a throwaway, but I would love to see Otis win the Royal Rumble. Uh, from everything that happened through 2020, uh, him you know getting that money in the bank contract and then them taking the money in the bank contract away from him, give the guy his his due here. Like, <laughs> just give yeah. him that WrestleMania match. Give it to him. Let him win the Royal Rumble. Let him go out there and do it. I think it would be a, a very entertaining matchup considering who Otis is and what he can do inside that ring. He can work, but he adds that little bit of a comedy element to it as well. Yes. And I think that they could really play off of that. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, for myself, uh, my match of the week is coming from Wrestle Kingdom in night one. The main event, we are talking... Kota Bushi versus Tetsuya Naito for the double championship. Um, just, I mean, absolutely fantastic stuff. I mean, just if, if you're a fan of professional wrestling and you haven't watched this yet, it's just one that you have to go and check out. Um, just, I mean, the, the work rate with these guys is absolutely incredible. And just, there, there's so many, like, heart-stopping moments of these guys dropping each other on their head where it's just, like, legitimate moments where you're like, oh, like, like is you... Dude, are you okay? Like, just like, wow. Like, I'm just absolutely incredible stuff from both of these guys. Uh, it's a good thing that the, these two don't wrestle each other often because I think one of them might die at some point, <laughs> literally in the ring here, Carl. <laughs> I mean, just incredible, oh, incredible. This is um, kind of what New Japan Wrestling is all about. Uh, if you check out this match, you get a good taste for what it's all about. And, uh, wow, absolutely incredible. Uh, but... On top of that, I do have an honorable mention that I want to make sure and mention here. We're talking from OVW. We're talking the Nightmare Rumble that was actually shown for free on YouTube, which is absolutely fantastic. Yes. And um, it was actually for uh, their championship. And we're talking Omar Amir winning that Nightmare Rumble. Um, go check it on YouTube. It's free. It's for absolutely yeah. free. Uh, our friend Mr. Michael Malcor helping to put that together. Absolutely fantastic stuff. Uh, I've heard a lot of praise uh, for this, uh, for this, not only this match, but the event. It was, it was very well done. I enjoyed it. Me too. Me too. And starting out with the Nightmare Rumble was uh, a good way to go, I believe. Yep. Um, really kind of set the tone for the entire thing. Um, isn't typically how you would do things no. because you would rather start small and work all the way up. But gotcha. I think that this year, starting with that rumble really set the tone and really made the night. Um, yep. And everything else that followed afterwards was uh, you were just pumped up for everything else. Yep. Absolutely. No, I agree a hundred percent. All right, man, before we go to our uh, showstopper segment from this year, let's uh, take a minute and hear from our friends over at uh, Color and Elbow Brand. Wrestling a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Dictionary defines hero as a person who is admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. Being a hero in life is far more than words printed on a page. It takes an unwavering code, a compass that points true north, always. And in times like these, it takes sacrifice. Hero shouldn't be a word defined by a dictionary. It's a word that should be defined by the best of us. Hero has a new definition. So there you go, a little word from our friends over at callandoberbrand.com, or if you use promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout, you can get 10% off all of your merchandise there. And it's uh, absolutely great stuff there. And um, you know what better to follow after talking about OVW than talking about Mr. Al Snow and Collar and Elbow Brand, right? Definitely. Uh, great merchandise over there. Sweaters, hats, T-shirts, uh, face masks even for this COVID season. 
they got a little bit of everything over there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing socks and underwear come out of there <laughs> as well. No, probably not. Probably not. Uh, but great, cool stuff over there. And and again, we just want to say that uh, different things they have over there. You saw the Shad Gaspard shirt there uh, as well. They have one for uh, for Road Warrior as well as for Brody Lee and all the proceeds from the purchase of those goes directly to the family so amazing thing from them so if you do want to go there help support and save a little bit of money go and buy some of those uh uh, uh, t-shirts there the legacy shirts uh for these competitors uh, that we knew and loved and watched for years and use the promo code jk podcast to save a little bit of cash Yes, absolutely. Now, before we do get to our showstopper segment, we do have a little bit of breaking news I want to get to. All right, Carl. So in breaking news here, the one that I definitely want to bring up, and uh, maybe you have some as well that you want to mention, but uh, the one that I definitely want to bring up here is we're talking a big free agent uh, in professional wrestling coming out of Ring of Honor. We are talking Mr. Dalton Castle uh, is now a free agent. Uh, This has me legitimately excited here, Carl, because uh, I slept on Dalton Castle for a long time and then really started kind of, uh, you know, I started really getting into Ring of Honor, started becoming a fan of this guy. Um, Wow, this is interesting. I'm really curious to see where where he ends up here because, I mean, this is the kind of dude that he could go anywhere and do well. He definitely can. And uh, how it's it's kind of being uh, touted right now is that Dalton Castle has decided to open himself up to the highest bidder. So Mm. whoever the highest bidder Mm. is going to be, that's where we'll see Dalton Castle go. Interesting, interesting. Because... I can't remember what show it was on because I've done <laughs> quite a few of them lately that uh, I had been pitching for possibly Marty Skrull to show up at the Royal Rumble, but uh, I may have to revise that uh, that thought because um, maybe he'll show up at the uh, the Royal Rumble. Uh, right. And that would be... I don't, I'm not sure how many people would pop for that, but I mean, I sure as hell would. And I know any Ring of Honor fan would as well. Uh, oh, to yeah, see Dolan Castle show up at the Royal Rumble, that would be... Uh, I'd be a Marco. Well, it would not be AJ Styles level of marking out, but it would be uh, pretty damn special for myself. Uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely would be as well. I mean, it's it. That's yeah. Uh, that's that's just nuts. Yeah, I, and absolutely. I'm I'm excited if that does happen. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Yep. All right, man. Do you have any breaking news you want to cover before we get to our showstopper? Yeah, I just I just want to cover here quickly for any of you that. Um, uh, still have the WWE Network, mm-hmm. um, and I believe that all of this is probably going to be on the free version as well. The WWE Network scheduled uh, out for a, a week um, of different things uh, leading up to the Royal Rumble here, the week of January 11th, um, which that starts today. Yep. Um, on Monday, the New Day pay tribute to John Huber on an episode of uh, the New Day Feel the Power. Okay, um, on Tuesday, the WWE on the network will be doing the best of Luke Harper, featuring stories and comments from Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan, and more. The, both will be available on the free version of the WWE network. So that's just um, another little thing that uh, the WWE is doing in honor of uh, Luke Harper, John Huber. Nice. Um, Big Joe or Mighty Joe, you talked about um, AJ Styles mm-hmm. and his Royal Rumble uh, debut. So on Sunday, the WWE Network documentary, WWE Untold, will be doing AJ Styles' Royal Rumble debut. Interesting. Interesting. So, yeah, right? Interesting. I'll have to check that so, out. So, yeah, I mean, that there, definitely uh, something to check out. So. Uh, the free version of the WWE Network does unlock a vast portion of the WWE Network content library, including uh, like more than 15,000 different titles, uh, uh, WWE like titles that are available for free, right? So, um, yeah, you can subscribe at uh, the network, uh, www.network.com and uh, just do the free version. And I mean, I think it would be great for everybody just to go and check it out. If you're wanting that little bit of old school WWE fix, that's available there for you. 
But yeah, I'm excited for this, uh, this AJ Styles documentary, um, as well as this, uh, uh, John Huber, um, or Luke Harper, uh, thing that they're going to be doing as well. Yeah. Yeah. The AJ one, I'll definitely have to check out. Uh, I'd be very curious to see if they had cameras, uh, fixed on the gorilla position. Cause I'd be really curious to see their reaction to how big of a pop that AJ got coming out of there. Because, uh, I have a feeling that they really surpassed, especially Vince's expectations on that one. So right. I'd be very curious to know, uh, uh, how that kind of played out and hopefully they'll show that to, to us here. Yeah, I, they probably will. They usually do have the, uh, uh, cameras back there. So yeah, yeah, that's that's really about all that I've got for any type of real breaking news. I just wanted to make sure that I mentioned I had it up in front of me, so I was reading it there. I just wanted to make sure that the uh, uh, the best of Luke Harper, that everybody knows about that, that it's available on the free version. So nice. check that out. That's going to be fantastic. And then as we come into Royal Rumble time, the AJ Styles debut. Very, very cool. Because that was one of the better debuts that there's been in quite a while. So uh, I'd be very, oh, yeah. very interested to watch that one. All right, man. Let us uh, get to our showstopper segment. All right, so for this week on the Showstopper segment, uh, we are talking about the importance of the promo in professional wrestling here. I think it's been a while since we've kind of touched on this topic in, uh, in, uh, in this, in this uh, segment here. And uh, I think it's something that really goes kind of unappreciated. For me on this, especially when I look at people say, you know, to... I'll pick three names. I'm not say a random. I, I picked these beforehand, but let's let's talk. Jake Roberts, CM Punk, and so I'll do four. Jake Roberts, CM Punk, Macho Man, and Jay White, a more modern one, okay? Would these guys be great in wrestling if they were just wrestlers and couldn't talk? Maybe. But because the fact that they have this other huge aspect to their game, so to speak, that really takes them to the next level. I, th- I think all these guys are, are very, very good examples of that, of where like the, the promo is something that is very, very important because without that, um, it can be kind of strange. You can be kind of, kind of in a weird place. You might still be a very, very good wrestler, but you'll never get over that hump to, to really uh, to get to major notoriety. Would you agree, Carl? Yeah, I, I definitely do agree with that. That's um, that's a huge aspect of it. I mean, to, to take you up to that next level, right? I mean, when you talk about promos and stuff, uh, a little bit kind of modern day that I, I take a look at is uh, the talking smack that happened um, with Daniel Bryan and The Miz. Yeah, I still right? remember that one, yeah. Like, that elevated The Miz. Just that, that promo right there. Yeah elevated the Miz even a little bit higher than he has been before because don't get me wrong I, the, the 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 Miz is a good worker he's always been good on the mic but that there just just like pushed it up a notch higher right and I mean that's that's what I think of modern day when it comes to and then you, you want to talk old school Jake the Snake Roberts was probably one of the best old school Dusty Rhodes was another <laughs> one right um Macho Man Randy Savage definitely like and and they were all different with their things. The Macho yep. Man was very high strung. Jake the Snake <laughs> Roberts was a little more toned down, yep. but they were effective and really helped elevate careers. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when I th- when I think older school promos, I mean, you name the one for me. I mean, Jake Roberts. I mean, the one still to this day that really really stands out to me was Jake Roberts talking about his match, com- the, the one coming right up that night with uh, Mr. Ted DiBiase. I mean, that one's still. I, 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 I get, like, chills and I get goosebumps when I still go back and watch it every single right. time. And, I mean, and just an example that, you know, at, you know, at that time, you know, we had, like, Ultimate Warrior and, and Macho Man to a certain extent. I mean, these guys were, like, very, like, boisterous and kind of over top, especially Warrior, like, screaming oh, yeah. almost to the point sometimes. But then you had Jake, who just talked very intellectually, very few words, and just made his point. Yeah. Quiet, methodical. Yeah. It was just fantastic. And then we fast forward to modern day uh, to a name that I had mentioned, 
you know, in Jay White over in New Japan. And very similar to, to to Jake in that respect, you know, he doesn't need to yell and scream to make his point. He just he just he speaks very intellectually, and with very few wasted words. And just he yeah. just kind of draws you in with that, uh, you know, combined with the the in ring ability. I mean, just it, it makes for um, you know, especially in that bad guy kind of role, the the, the promo um, ability that really kind of makes or breaks that aspect of that, oh, especially yeah. when you're going for that bad guy character, you know, and oh, then. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. C- CM Punk. I mean, we can't uh, go through the segment without mentioning the pipe bomb, right, Carl? That's right. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, that was a uh, off the cusp, just from the depths of his soul promo that happened there, and uh, it definitely worked. Yeah. Um, now, it was very emotional. So, do I think that? Uh, and don't don't get me wrong, CM Punk is good. But do I think that CM Punk's promos all the time were great? No, I really don't. No. But that pipe bomb definitely helped elevate him up. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, at this time, he was pretty much done, right? So, I mean, but that elevated him up to be able to, if he wanted to, go anywhere that he wanted. Like, that's still remembered today is that pipe bomb. Yeah. Um, but was he always the greatest at promos? I, d- I really don't think so. That's yeah. a only, uh, that's a personal thing. I don't think that he really was. But yeah. uh, you want to talk about emotional? <laughs> that's what that was. And I yeah. think that it's it made for a good promo because it was emotional. Because it was actually him. It wasn't something scripted. It was just his pure, raw emotion coming out. You know, and then you get other examples you know, as well, you know, obviously another major one is Stone Cold after winning the, the King of the Ring, you know, and the, the, the 316 promo, I mean, that, 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 you know, defined him as Stone Cold. After, after that, he was never the same. He was Stone Cold after that. That was the defining moment in his career. <laughs> And then, yeah. you know, and there, there's so many other ones, I mean, uh, that you can mention, like the, the Rock. You know, I mean, not necessarily a promo, but I think it would still qualify because you got a microphone in your mouth, so technically it's still a promo. To me, another big one that stands out with him, and maybe not to a lot of people, that song that he did for Vicky Guerrero. I mean, oh, oh that, that his version of the Eric Clapton song for Vicky Guerrero. I mean, stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, on the other side of things, on the less serious side. On the comedic side, I mean, stuff like that is just fantastic. Oh yeah, fantastic. And, and that stuffs and that stuff's needed every once in a while. Yeah. So it was nice to be able to see stuff like that happen. Definitely, yep, for sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, we could go on and on. You know, Piper was obviously another uh, favorite of mine with the Piper's pit segments. Even uh, getting into his latter years, I mean, he was always an excellent talker. And uh, you know, and then there, there's some that are just on the other side of things, there are some that just aren't very good at it. And Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Thankfully, he has somebody who's very good at doing promos in Paul Heyman. So, That's right. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you don't necessarily need to talk, but it definitely does help. Oh, yes. All right, man. Well, I guess that about uh, wraps up here for this week. I guess um, anything you want to plug or mention before we head out of here this week? Yeah, I just want to make sure that if you guys are into uh, health and fitness, go and check out our friends at Phoenix over at fnxfit.com. Scrolling down at the bottom of the screen, you can see that there is a website there as well and the promo code to use. The promo code is at or is tbtalkpod and you're going to get 15% off your entire order from fnxfit.com. So very cool, uh, great stuff over there, whether it's uh, protein powder, whether it's super greens, whether it's testosterone, uh, whether it's vitamin, like whatever you need, they pretty much they got it. And they got some pretty cool uh, clothing over there as well. Go and check them out, fnxfit.com. TB Talk Pod gets you 15% off your order. We've already talked about Color and Elbow, but let's mention them once again. Colorandelbowbrand.com. Use promo code JKPODCAST. You're going to get 10% off your entire order. As always, I'm wearing my Color and Elbow Brand hat. Always, always wearing this hat. Go and check out Colorandelbowbrand.com. Promo code JKPODCAST for 10% off. And don't forget to follow us on all of our social media. We have got Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find all of that by searching at TBTalkPod. Absolutely. And before we go, for myself, i just uh, make a mention. Coming up later this week, uh, make sure and check out Turnbuckle Rewind, our second episode. We will be going back to 2005, TNA, 
We're talking the matchup between Christopher Daniels and AJ Styles for the X Division Championship in an Ironman match. And we break down this match, and we had a great time doing it. Uh, it's one that you're definitely not going to want to miss. Uh, this one was uh, a lot of fun to talk about and a lot of fun to watch. Make sure and check that out. And even feel free to watch along as we uh, as we talk about it uh, that, that was a yeah, fun definitely. one. Definitely, that was a fun yeah. one, and we've got more great matchups to come on that. So oh, looking yes. forward to more of those. All right, oh, man. Yeah. Well, that wraps it up here for this week, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Have a nice day. It's me, it's me. It's an honor to be the beat. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. And I invite everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows. You can find that all at HittingTheMarks.com. Run.